podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC the day after... Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2 at the Emirates. The Reds beaten for the second time in this Premier League campaign. And yet another really, really poor showing from the Liverpool team. Uh, the Reds lined up with Alisson and goal. Trent at right back. Virgil and Joel in the centre. And Costa Simicus at left back. Henderson and Thiago in a double pivot. Salah, Jota and Diaz behind Darwin Nunes, the same team that played against Rangers. And this selection by Jurgen Klopp was shown to have been a mistake after just one minute. Liverpool lose the ball in Arsenal's half to break down the Liverpool left, the Arsenal right. Bakayo Saka has the ball. Virgil van Dijk comes across, meets him. He's not going anywhere. He's going to have to release the ball. Jordan Henderson makes an executive decision to just abandon his man, Martin Odegaard, and drift into no man's land. Drawn to the ball, as always. Saka plays the pass across right in front of Henderson to Odegaard, who's got 10 yards of space all round him. Joel Matip is marking Gabriel Jesus. Trent has two players running behind him. But he has to stop in case Odegaard wants to shoot. He has to be the one who'll go and meet him because Matip is not going to step out in that situation. Odegaard plays a lovely ball through the gap and Martinelli runs on and finishes very, very well. From an Arsenal point of view, it's a really good goal. But it took one individual decision by a Liverpool player to cost Liverpool the goal. All Henderson needed to do was stay with Odegaard and there's no possible way for Saka to get the ball to him. The Reds would fight back and on 14 minutes should have had a penalty. And there's absolutely nobody who will dissuade me from the idea or the opinion that this should have been a penalty. Diogo Jota in the box tries to lift across towards Darwin and Gabriel has his hand up by his head. The ball clearly strikes his hand and no penalty is given. VAR review it, no penalty is given. That's an absolutely disgraceful decision. It is such a blatant handball. 
If you saw the handball in the Brentford-Newcastle game on Saturday, where the ball goes over Dan Byrne's head, he's jumping, has his arm up, the ball gets headed off his hand, while he has no awareness of where the ball is, and has his hand up for leverage as he jumps, that was given as a penalty. Gabriel has no reason to have his his hand where it is, unless he's doing an imp- like an impromptu version of I'm a little teapot, short and stout, here's my handle, and his hand is his spout, there's no reason for his hand to be there. It is as blatant a penalty as you will see all season long, and it doesn't get given. The Reds did fight their way back in, though. Darwin had a half chance, forced a good save out of Ramsdale. Darwin played a really dangerous ball across the front of the box, and Luis Diaz is about to slot it home. Saliba gets a touch, sends it towards his own goal. Ramsdale has to make a decent save. But on 34 minutes, it is 1-1. Trent plays a poor pass, if we're being honest. Uh, A lofted sort of half-volleyed ball in towards our forwards, but Gabriel should deal with it fairly comfortably. He doesn't. He knocks it into Diaz's path. Diaz goes round the outside of Saliba, cuts it back into the middle, and Darwin, who's beaten Gabriel into the middle, knocks it home. His first goal since that game against Fulham. Really, really nicely taken goal. Really well-worked goal between the two forward players. And that... I think is a link-up we're going to see a lot over the coming years. However, it won't be anytime soon because about six minutes later, Luis Diaz is forced to leave the game. Uh, Thomas Partey drags him to the ground. Diaz hurts his knee. He gets treatment. He plays on. He goes down again. The physio came on and Diaz can be seen gesturing to him to just strap the knee up. But obviously you're not going to take any risks. So off went Luis Diaz. On came Bobby Firmino and Diogo Jota moved to the left. And Liverpool maintained control, had a really shaky defensive moment on around 45. There's five minutes of added time because multiple Arsenal players have feigned injury in the first half. And obviously there's the Diaz injury and suspension and uh, substitution rather. So we get into the final minute of that five added on. Jota gets hacked down by Martin Odegaard over on the left touchline from a Liverpool point of view in front of the dugouts. Free kick about 10 yards, 15 yards inside their box. Uh, we commit to sending more or less everybody forward, all the big fellas. Costas takes a poor free kick. Arsenal cut it out. The ball gets to Martinelli on the halfway line. On the halfway line, Liverpool have Henderson and Trent back and Costas gets back into position quite quickly. Martinelli gets the ball on the halfway line. Jordan Henderson is about five yards from him. 
He's got Trent covering, so he's not the last man. And he doesn't engage at all. He allows Martinelli to carry the ball from the halfway line into our box. And he gets beaten. Now, I saw some Wally say, oh, he showed him down the line. That's not showing him down the line. He's in the penalty box. He's going past Henderson. As he draws level with Henderson, they're both facing the end line. There's a yard of separation between them. There is zero opportunity, zero chance Henderson is getting back in front of Martinelli. Martinelli is going to get it out of his feet, cut across Henderson and score. Trent has to go to that ball. Has to. But when Trent goes to that ball, he's going to that ball to block the shot or the cut across. Now that leaves Martinelli with the option of cutting back onto his right foot. Now, a smart player would have recognized what was potentially going to happen. And as Trent undercuts to stop him cutting in on goal, Henderson should be slowing up to stop him cutting back onto his right foot. But he doesn't. He just continues on in the same direction. And he goes so far in the same direction that Martinelli cuts back, plays across to Saka, who would be offside or very, very close to it, if not for Henderson having gone so far in the wrong direction. Because Costas defends it as well as he could. Trent going across leaves Costas with multiple players to mark. But he defends it as well as he can. He gets good body position on one. And he holds the offside line to try and catch the runner that he knows is there. But his captain's let him down because he's standing offside. And not only is he standing offside, he's not trying to play him offside. He's walking across the pitch. Henderson makes three mistakes. Two big ones. One that's kind of forgivable. The offside thing is kind of forgivable. Because he's probably not aware of his surroundings having gotten sent for a newspaper. The first mistake is not fouling Martinelli 20 yards outside the box. He should be initiating engagement as soon as Martinelli picks that ball up. As soon as he picks the ball up, he should be right in on top of him. And it doesn't matter if you get the ball. Just grab him. Just wrap your arms around him and don't let him go. You'll get a yellow card. That's fine. Take one for the team. Trent is on the cover, so you're not the last man. But he doesn't. It's not the first time he's failed to take one for the team when that's what was needed this season. 
think back to United's first goal at Old Trafford. It's his awful ball that gives the ball away. He just hoofs it up in the air on the edge of their penalty box. And then all he needs to do is foul Sancho. And he doesn't. And they go up the other end of the pitch and score. You could argue the second goal, he should be taking one for the team as well. At, at Old Trafford, I'm talking about. But he doesn't. He won't commit fouls. It's absolutely bizarre. So we go in 2-1 down at half time. And on balance of play, we should be ahead. Even though we're not playing anywhere close to the level we're capable of, we should be ahead. We've scored, they've scored, they've scored, we've scored, and we've had a blatant penalty disallowed, and then or not not given, I should say. And then we've just gifted them a goal. We go into the second half. Klopp makes a change. Trent has to go off. Joe Gomez comes on. Trent's ankle had been hurt in a challenge with Martinelli earlier in the game. And it looks like he played about 20 minutes on a bad ankle. Um, So people can maybe just temper some of the uh, not giving full effort stuff. Um, Gomez comes on, looks a bit shaky for the first five, six minutes. But then he settles into the game. And then Liverpool draw level. It's a really nice ball from Jota. Splits the defence. I don't know what Saliba's doing. And Bobby runs on. It's a really good left-footed finish across the goalkeeper into the bottom corner. And it's 2-2. And then the game starts to get really weird. So Odegaard is on the ground as if he's been shot by a sniper. Gabriel Jesus picks the ball up, has to sort of dance around Odegaard and gets caught in the face with Costas's arm and hits the deck like a ton of bricks. The players are immediately worried for him and try to get attention to the physios. The physios sprint on. Now, I haven't seen a replay of him falling from the right side. Like, the one we see is kind of through the bodies. But it doesn't look like he gets his hands down to brace his fall. Was he unconscious when he hit the ground? When he came to, he had a bloody nose. And then he's up, he's on the touchline, and he's arguing that he wants to go back on. But has he been knocked unconscious? And if he hasn't been, why were the players so worried? Was he feigning, having gotten hurt? Or was he knocked unconscious? I'm inclined to believe he was knocked unconscious and snapped out of it. But no concussion protocol was followed at all. And he was allowed to make the decision that he was going back on. That's just really poor. (laughs) 
On 76 minutes, Liverpool are the masters of their own demise. But this is never a penalty. So it's pinball in the Liverpool box. They have three, maybe four opportunities to clear their lines. They don't. Cross is played in. Gabriel Jesus miscontrols it. And about a second later, Thiago's foot makes very slight contact with Gabriel Jesus's foot. And Jesus goes down like he's been shot. Now, there's a bit of a scuffle that takes place at this point. One of two that would take place. But there's no real VAR review. We don't get any good replays of the of the incident. Thiago continually asks the referee, why have you given a penalty here? And the referee won't give him an answer. Even Ian Wright, the most biased Arsenal person around, says there's no way it was a penalty. Even Ian Wright. So, you know, Saka steps up and it's a great penalty. Credit to him. Um, but Klopp at this point has lost the plot anyway and he's brought off Salah uh, brought on Fabinho brought off Salah moved Henderson to right wing because he was apparently going to do something there and he brought on Kanate for Matip which was fine after the goal the penalty goal he brings on Elliot for Jota which again didn't really make any sense. Jurgen had a very bad day, a very, very bad day. And how he allowed his captain to play 90 minutes while putting in that performance, I have no idea. I genuinely have no idea. Liverpool didn't deserve to win the game, but neither did Arsenal. And I've seen a lot of you know hot takes about Arsenal after that game, about how they're back. The most stupid one I saw was, they're what we used to be, lots of talent, exciting manager, yada, yada, yada. First of all, the manager's mediocre at best. Secondly, there is some exciting talent there. One of their players would get in our current team. One. Either Odegaard or Saka, take your pick as a number 10. Maybe, maybe you can make an argument for Jesus as a nine, and fair enough. But Diaz is better than Martinelli. Thiago is better than any midfielder they have. Fabinho's better than any midfielder they have. Salah is a better right winger than Saka. So, like I said, if Saka comes in, you can have him at left back or you can have him as a 10. But Robbo and Costas are better left-backs than what they have. Robbo's better than Tierney and Zinchenko. Costas is better than Zinchenko as a left-back. Virgil's miles better than any of their centre-backs. Joel is better than any of their centre-backs. Ibu is better than any of their centre-backs. And Trent is a better right-back than Ben White. He's, he's a better footballer than Tommy Asu, but Tommy Asu is a better defensive player. But he's not playing right-back for them. And the gap between Allison and Ramsdale is enormous. So, in what way would you be jealous of that team? 
when we already have a much better team. It needs some refreshment and the squad as a whole needs a bit of refreshment and Klopp needs to stop being so loyal to Dross. But you you wouldn't swap this group of players for their group of players at any point. And they're getting lots of praise for their win. They're back. We're 10th in the league and we're garbage. And they still needed two massive decisions from Michael Oliver to be the wrong decisions to gift them the win. They weren't good yesterday. They were just less shit than us and needed the referee on their side. Like, what are people talking about? I've seen, oh, what a great advertisement for the Premier League. That was not a good game of football. It wasn't a good game of football at all. It was a game riddled with dreadful defensive work on both sides and appalling officiating plus failing of injuries and time-wasting. In what way is that a good advertisement? Or because simpletons like goals. Simpletons think, oh, goals mean excitement. Bullshit. I'm sorry, bullshit. Wasn't a good game of football. It was like watching two pissheads have a scrap. Flailing away at each other. There's plenty of stuff on This Is Anfield. You can have a look at media bemoan increasingly regular failings with huge job for Jurgen Klopp. But yet, I bet there's no mention of the captain. Uh, Klopp doubles down, but Red's struggles continue. Five talking points. Um, Liverpool of third oldest starting 11. Jurgen Klopp explains substitution that saw Jordan Henderson as a winger. He can make excuses all he wants. There's no excuse for that. Over garbage. Um, Liverpool.com. Liverpool can reflect on rare good news after Arsenal as a 114 million duo hand Jurgen Klopp positive. There's no positives coming out of that game other than Darwin scoring uh, because we've lost Diaz and Trent potentially for a while. Uh, so there's just nothing good that comes out of that game at all. At all. Anfieldindex.com. There's a Nina Kauser show. Uh, Nina, Cam and Dave reflect on the Arsenal game and then they did listeners' questions or caller callers' questions. And then there is post-match roll, which is myself, Trev, and Harry Sethi um, doing our best to muddle through. And that's it. Oh, there's a new Scouts of Tommies. If you haven't listened to it, make sure you do. Uh, lower League Bingo Chance, absolutely brilliant. Jay and Jim, absolutely brilliant. Give that one a listen when you get a chance. And listen to the Anfield Index podcast, episode 343, Trev... Young Drinkle and Lisa Marie. Um, really good. Really good. A really good laugh. So give those two in particular a listen. And if you're feeling like you should punish yourself, uh, listen to Raw and Nina's and, and relive the horrors of that game. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. 
there's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.